recording. Tyler. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I've been curious, like, since this was first announced to see uh, where this is going to head and who else they got attached to it, so. Yeah. It looks like I got Michelle Rodriguez and Justice Smith, which that name sounds familiar, but looking at the picture doesn't seem familiar. Yeah, the name definitely does sound familiar, but I can't quite place it. Detective Pikachu, which I never actually watched, but now that I'm looking at his face and remembering the trailer. Right. Okay. Oh, yes. Damn. Looks like they're filling out some cast nicely for this, because I think it was when they announced the movie, I think they just had Chris Pine attached. Yeah. You know? I believe that's that's correct. Yeah. I'm... I'm curious what they do with this, and I think it'll be totally dependent on the tone they go for. Yes, I I completely agree. This is something that I still like am keeping an eye on, and I'm curious when more information comes out, and hopefully, one day a trailer and stuff. But, but like this is one that like I I am it has my curiosity. Unlike when they were gonna do the Rubik's the last Cube one. Oh yeah. Or whatever the fuck that other stupid one that they were like, oh, we're going to do this movie. Risk? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because I think if they tried to make this kind of like a generic action movie, I don't think it's going to work. But I think if they try to make it like kind of more of like a more serious fantasy epic... I think there's potential. I don't know. I only see this working in one of two ways. You go with a bunch of guys who are playing Dungeons and Dragons. And then, you know, the way they're describing it, it kind of like you visually get to see like what's happening as they play the game. Right. Right. So they're like, oh, night to this. But then it's like a live action, like what's happening as they're rolling the dice and doing things. Right. I could see that working. And the only other way I could see it working is if it was some kind of done, like kind of Jumanji style. Yeah. Jumanji. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, they obviously have something going like to have Chris Pine and then get Michelle Rodriguez to uh, go on it. Like those like, yeah, they're not small names. No, especially Chris Pine lately, like early two thousands, Chris Pine. Yeah, sure. He was, he did some kind of movies that were not all that great. But like Chris Pine, like 2020, yeah, is he's pretty selective. He's, um, he's established now. He doesn't yeah. have to fucking take whatever they throw at him. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious because it's like they... This is like, what, the third time they've tried to do a Dungeons and Dragons movie? I know they tried to do it once before and it crashed and burned. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I'm. I'm really curious to see a trailer because I think that'll establish what the fuck this will end up being, right? Yeah, you know, because right now it's just like it's that like curiosity of like if these people are signing on to it, you got to think there's something there, but are they going to be able to execute it? Eh, yeah, right. You know, so it's. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to have to wait this one out. Yeah. I see Jamie Lee Curtis is joining the Borderlands film, which we were just talking about last week. Yeah. So I'm, this is, this, this is, I was hesitant, but I mean, like, they're getting big, like, to have her sign on there now, too. Like, there's obviously something to this. Yeah, and we might as well just tag the next story into this, too, which is Jack Black also joined as, as a voice. Um, yeah. Like, I, I'm with you, where, like, I kind of never really gave a shit about Borderlands. And then they were like doing the movie, and then they were like, "Oh, and Eli Eli Roth is directing it." And I was like, "I really like Eli Roth." And then like Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jack Black, and the screenplay is by the dude that did Chernobyl. What? Yeah, it definitely a video game movie shouldn't get this much talent. No, it's. It's definitely top tier. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, this has some potential to have some legs, I think. I'm, I, like, I went from hesitant to, like, now I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And I actually think, you know, because if you think that kind of stupid humor that Borderlands has, right, like, kind of like the almost, like, teenage boy kind of like edgy humor right you know I, <clears throat> I think Eli Roth could probably do some pretty stupid funny stuff with that mm -hmm. given you know the stuff he's done right yeah I mean like it's just like I said you look at this cast and like the writer of Chernobyl it, it Cape Blanchett, and you're just like, and it's a Borderlands movie, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild, but I'm 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 getting more and more excited. Yeah, me too. I'm, uh, yeah, I went from like not caring about this movie to like now I really want to see it because this is a very talented group of people coming together for this movie mm -hmm. and yeah 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 and jack black as a voice yeah he's he's got a great voice yeah i, I love jack black who doesn't who doesn't like jack black damn yeah borderlands who would have thunk not me yeah me neither it's crazy to see how many video games are being turned into movies lately. Yep. And I'm still just holding off that someone does a good Silent Hill. Give it to Bloomhouse. God, let Bloomhouse do a Silent Hill movie. I'd, Honestly, I'd like you that. saying that, I think that would that's like the only place it should go. Bloomhouse has quietly grown a reputation of making really good horror movies. So. Yeah, I would like to see that. And they can do it on a budget. Like and by that I mean like their whole business model is cheap horror movies. So yeah. Ah, now you got me thinking of what a Silent Hill Bloomhouse movie would be. I think and it I, would be good. And now I kinda really want that. Ultimately it shouldn't even be a fucking movie though. Like Silent Hill needs like a fucking miniseries treatment. You're saying Bloomhouse needs a streaming service? 
that would be one I would debate. Well, they're partnered with Amazon for a bunch of their shit. So, if right. they, so I mean, if Amazon wants to partner with Bloomhouse to produce a Silent Hill fucking miniseries, yeah. Amazon, I will fucking prepay for five years of Amazon right now if you give that to me. Fair enough. Good luck getting Konami to sign off on a Silent Hill series. Well, they signed off on one good movie and one trash movie, so... Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But, speaking of Amazon, Mm -hmm. it looks like we have an official date for the uh, Michael B. Jordan, Tom Clancy movie without remorse. Yes. April. April. Thank fuck. That's soon. That's very soon. I'm really excited, because I fucking love the Tom Clancy movies and the books, and obviously the series. Oh, that's so good. God, I can't wait for a third season. Yeah, this is great, and it's also because it he plays my favorite Tom Clancy character, which is John Clark, and it's the, the rights around that is super fucked up. Where like that's why he's not in that um, Jack Ryan series is because mm-hmm. like he's like he's got separate rights, which is super stupid. Um, but in the books, like he has stories and arcs with all of the other characters that are like insanely good, and would make like incredible TV. Um, Oh, yeah, the rights around it are all sorts of fucked, but, but yeah, this is cool. I, I'm i excited for this, and being that it's so soon and we still haven't got a trailer, I'm kind of curious about that. I, I'd honestly, I'm going to go into this excited even without seeing a trailer. I, I like Michael B. Jordan yeah, and the, the new direction that it seems like a lot of the Tom Clancy IPOs have been taking. I. I don't know. I would be I'd be pretty heartbroken and shocked if this turned out to be not not a a, a solid film. Yeah, I'm just looking at um some of the other cast. They have Jamie Bell, Jody Turner Smith, Guy Pierce. Like they got some other people in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Have they rated it yet? I don't think it would be our I don't know. I I don't know. I mean to think until we get a trailer i don't think we'll get a rating and who's directing it i wonder they yeah no, i've never heard of the director hmm. yeah i'm i'm really excited about this and i'm excited that we're getting it sooner than later hell yes like tv is is sure coming out um during the old uh, Rona pandemic, but man, I'm missing my movies. So, yeah, give yeah, me, me too. Give me a nice movie, and looks like we're gonna get it real soon, which is awesome. So, yeah, cool. And in some weird ass fucking CW uh, news. They're making a live-action Powder Puff Girls series? Yeah, I feel like this is something that nobody asked for. No, uh, this is probably something that nobody asked for, and true fans are going to witness the absolute probably butchering of it on the CW. So, like, was the pitch for this? Like, hey, what if we made Riverdale but Powder Puff Girls? Yeah, CW just... <sighs> How it's a fucking successful network still, I just don't know. I would love to be a fly on the wall in like a CW boardroom where like 
some of these decisions get made like what what's the rationale for some of it like i would love to know like how are you convincing someone to sign the check like what's the pitch i i uh, I, 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 I don't know i'm fucking speechless Because and they're also rebooting the forty four hundred, which I don't even recall what the fuck that is. No, I don't know what that is either. Yeah, at the center of the story, the whole thing is they're making a live action Powerpuff Girls, which I just yeah. I don't know. I I I never watched Powerpuff Girls, like I don't. Neither really did I. Care about this either which way. No, but I feel like, I mean, it was a successful show and it ran for a long time, like eight seasons or something like that. Mm-hmm. Seven years, 1998 to 2005, 78 episodes, plus a movie. So, I mean, like, it was successful by all means. I just don't think the way CW does their shows, that if they wanted to make this thing, like, if they wanted to make it good, it would be going to another network. But, I mean, based on how many CW shows keep getting picked up for new seasons, I mean, I'm sure it's going to run for, like, eight fucking seasons, but... Yeah. Think of like the CW in its prime where you had like your your OC and your small bills and like, nope. your one tree hills. No. Nope. Think of where it is now. I'm saying no because I, I feel like I need to point out to you that the OC was never on the CW. It was oh. Fox. Oh, right. One Tree Hill was CW. Right. Okay. Yes. You had Supernatural. You had One Tree Hill. You had Smallville. You oh, had yeah. the original Arrow. Like those were good shows. Yeah. And then like... It's it's crazy to think of like that, and mind you, they still have some of that stuff. But like, yeah, that is. Uh, I am sure there is some film studies course that uses the CW as a case study. I would. Uh, like here's here's what you shouldn't do, but here's what they're doing, and they're making a bunch of money with it. Yeah, it'd be like, hey, guess what? Even morons can make fucking money in Hollywood. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You just need a bad idea, and you need poor writing, and you pitch it to the CW. Yeah, put a bunch of really beautiful people in it. Um, give it some shock value, and uh, there you go. You got yeah. a you got an eight-season CW show. Uh, yeah. CW. Oh. Yeah. Our favorite network. <sighs> Well, moving on from like news that most people probably don't give a shit about to really exciting news mm-hmm. that just keeps drawing me in more is that now yeah. Sandra Bullock is on uh, has been added to the cast list of Bullet Train. Yes, this this movie is quietly becoming like one of my most anticipated movies coming up. Well, like, I'm, I'm even seeing some other like because we went through the main ones being like Brad Pitt and fucking Aaron Taylor Johnson and those likes, but like I don't remember. Lady Gaga being part of this. Yeah. And I see Karen Fukuhara mm-hmm. of fucking The Boys fame. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. All the yes. So much yes. Yeah. Like, like to break down to people why we're so excited about this, take the director of John Wick, put Brad Pitt in it, put the rest of this cast in, and pitch it as this is an assassin movie taking place on a train. Oh, what's not, what's not to love? Well, I'm starting to get scared because I'm getting so excited for this that I'm absolutely terrified it's going to be a letdown. Yeah. I don't know if I could handle that. I mean, just looking at the premise, looking at who's like writing and directing and looking at the cast list, like all things point to like fucking A++, 
10 thumbs up stellar movie but i've i've seen like a, you know read yeah. a good synopsis that was backed by an all-star cast and a good writer and director and be pretty fucking bummed out by the end yeah. of it so like I don't, i'm i'm still super incredibly excited <laughs> yeah. for this i can't wait but i'm i'm at the point where i'm so excited that i'm scared yeah yeah i think i'm i feel you there where it's like it, it like it's hard not to look at this whole cast and everything involved and just be like this is going to be amazing but it's like all right i need to like temper my expectations but the flip side of that is like i know when i do and they drop a trailer and if the trailer's good i'll just my hype will go right back up yeah so it's like yeah uh, yeah I, this movie uh i just like the more people they add to it like it is crazy like who are they gonna add next Keanu or are they Reeves. done casting? Oh, God, fuck. And then it turns <laughs> into a John Wick crossover. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, fuck it. Why not Adam? I mean, yeah, sure. I, you know, I'm... It, it, the likelihood is, is pretty slim. But I mean, it's not out of completely out of the realm of possibilities no. that by the end of the movie, you learn that it actually does take place in the same universe as John Wick. And spawns like a whole bunch of like fucking different spinoffs. Oh yeah, it'd be super easy to write that in, right? A bullet train full of assassins. That's that's an easy thing to write into the John Wick universe, right? But yeah, I think there's slim chance Keanu gets on board with this, just because I think his scheduling, like with his upcoming stuff, is pretty pretty yeah, hectic. He, he's a busy guy, but yeah, yeah, I'm super into this. Me fucking too. And then we got Guy Pierce and Kate Winslet doing an HBO limited series. This could be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like both of them. So I'm totally down for this. And it's Kate Winslet plays like a small town detective and investigates a murder. So. You give me that tagline and Guy Pierce and Kate Winslet? It sounds alright. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. This this looks good. I'm like they really haven't given us any other information other than that, so mm-hmm. a little bit slim to go on, but it's Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Could be good. Yeah. This is what I really want to talk about. Oh yeah. Last of Us casting. Pedro yes. Pascal is Joel. Hell fucking yes. Mm-hmm. And Bella Ramsey is Ellie. Yep. I'm like, alright with this. Yes. These like her as as Ellie could be good, could go bad. I'm I'm leaning more on the side of like this is a good casting call. Yep. I'm not a casting director, so I mean I'm there's people more qualified than me making these choices, but Pedro Pascal being on board, like hell fucking yes. Yep. I I think he's going to do a good job. Um, and he's super hot in Hollywood right now, so it makes sense that they're kind of picking him up, right? Yeah. You know, so it's... Yeah, and I think, like, her as Ellie... Like, I mean, if you think about who, you, who you're going to get to play, like, a, a 14-year-old girl, right? You know, your options are fairly limited in Hollywood, right? Yeah. 
So it's like, and then you look at, okay, well, who have we already had in the kind of Warner HBO family? Oh, she did pretty good in Game of Thrones as like a 14-year-old, you know, person. Yeah, that seems like an all right fit, right? You know. But I'm just, I'm getting more and more excited about this as it goes. I just fucking, I can't wait. Yeah, I, I think him as Joel, I, I think that's smart. And yeah, I think he's going to do that really good. Especially, you know, you, I know you haven't watched The Mandalorian, but you know, him, like the whole premise of that show is him kind of escorting this baby Yoda around the universe, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so and that's kind of what Joel is doing in The Last of Us, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. He he is his career has really picked up steam, you know, in the last little bit, right? Uh, and rightfully deserved. I yeah. Mean, like I, he's everything I've ever seen him in, and I haven't seen his entire body of work, but everything that I have seen him in, he does phenomenal. Yeah. And perhaps <clears throat> the greatest role I've ever seen him in was during the community table read. Yes. Mostly because he couldn't hold this shit together. Yeah. That was, was amazing. Fucking hilarious. Just, yeah. I remember watching that and it was just like, cause it's that Dan Harmon, like we're going to take this joke and we're just going to keep doing it and doing it and just slapping layers on until it gets so ridiculous. And you can just see him reading it and just, he fucking can't handle it. It, it was amazing. Yeah, um, really good. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is this is good and uh Yeah, he, he even kind of looks like Joel. A little bit, yeah. So like it's I could totally see him in like a you know, fucking jean jacket and a backpack walking the wasteland, you know. Yeah. Yeah, very excited. Very, very excited. Yeah, and I think this was like we had talked about, you know, The Last of Us before with the news and you know, we kept coming back to like the casting is gonna be you know, make or break for that show, right? Like, if you fuck that up and you don't get some quality people, and then your show is is going to be on one leg to begin with, right? Yeah. So I think getting some quality talent like this is a awesome first step, right? You know, so it's like... Because, you know, we're talking before, it's like you got to cast those people right. And I think if you think of the Joel character, I think you got to cast him more better than Ellie. And that's not to say you don't need to cast a good Ellie, but I think like, if you look at the story of the first last of us, you know, he's the prominent character, right? Yeah, for sure. So it's like, you got to get someone, especially that's going to be kind of acting alongside like someone that's like 14, right? You know, you got to get someone that's going to be able to kind of carry them and elevate them, right? Elevate their performance. And I think he'll do a great job with that. For sure. For sure. So yeah, I think it's yeah, this is awesome. I'm I'm glad we finally have casting details because I feel like the internet, you know, edgy fucking forums were just like running wild with fucking predictions and theories and stuff and it's you start going down that rabbit hole and it's like you'll never be happy. Yeah. But so it's nice to actually get some people, you know, actually cast. So yeah, I'm very much excited. I'm excited. I I don't remember if they did they give a release window for this at all. I don't recall, other than like they were hoping to shoot this year. So it, I think we're still a ways out. Yeah, yeah. 
This is cool. And in news I think no one asked for. Um, they're going to try to turn James Cameron's True Lies into another um, pilot order for CBS. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say on this other than I don't give a flying fuck. I don't think this is going to take off. No, they tried to do this at Fox and it plummeted and burned pretty good. And they're going to try to do it again on yet another network via CBS. And, and man, that's a great movie. It does not need a fucking TV show. No. It's a good movie on its own. It's a Cameron classic, right? You know, like, it doesn't need a TV show. No, this is definitely on the list of things that I don't think anyone really asked for. Why? Like, I don't know if James Cameron still has the rights to this. But, like... he's attached as an executive producer. Oh, well, of course. That's... That's, I bet you he never sits foot on that set. I bet you it's one of those producer credits. Probably. But, like, why? I mean, it's CBS, so I know why. So they can try to turn it into a generic fucking primetime show. And just make it some primetime spy thriller. Yeah, I don't know. like I said, I don't have a whole lot to comment on this. It's something I don't care for, don't care about. Yeah. I don't think it's going to do predominantly well. They've and tried no. and failed before. <clears throat> Not to say that it, it, there's no possibility of it being successful, but I just don't care about it at all. Yeah, it was one of those things of like, I really like that movie, and it's just like, there's no one asked for this, no one wants this, don't do this. Mm-hmm. And CBS is like, well, we're, we're going to do it. It's like, all right. Have fun. I can't wait to see that get cancelled five episodes in. Yep. <sighs> well, and then I guess we should probably talk about Gina Carano being dropped from The Mandalorian. Yeah. Which yes. um, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that she's thrown out there in the Twitterverse. It's a lot of like wild ramblings and shit. Yeah. So I understand to an extent, because I mean, this isn't, this is the first time she's actually been dropped, but this isn't the first time people have called for her to be dropped. No. And reading up on it, uh, she had gotten some talkings to, from like John Favreau a few months back, about maybe not doing this. Well, that's the thing. I I don't know. Like I'm, I'm in a weird, I have a weird view on this because on one hand I get it, right? Like. Like if like for the company that you work for, if you started throwing out all these like really obscene and offensive Twitter ramblings and was like throwing around like, you know, shit you shouldn't be saying, right? Yeah. You work for that company, so via V you're kinda like And especially if you're like a public facing role in that company, right? Like kids watch you on TV, right? Yeah, so like that's that's where like I'm torn in this, right? Because yeah. like right now the company that I work for, if I started posting a bunch of racist shit online and people were seeing that then some people would be like okay well that's kind of like even though i'm my own person that would bear a reflection on the company that i work for and i can understand that right yeah but then at the same time i'm against this because i fucking hate cancel culture yeah like this is a little different than the cancel culture that i truly hate because it seems like 
a rumor comes out that a celebrity may or may not have done this. There's no direct proof to support it yet, but someone makes an allegation that person gets fucking canceled and dropped from everything. And I don't agree with that. Right. Yep. But in this case, like that's where I'm a little, it's like, okay, well she's saying some stuff that, you know, maybe like she's her own person. She has the right to have her own opinion. And like, so I'm super fucking torn on this. Like, I don't, I don't know yeah. how I feel. I understand Disney and Lucasfilm's uh, choice and action that they've taken on this. Yep. I don't necessarily support it, yeah. but I also don't support some of the shit that she's been saying. So, like, I don't know. I'm I'm just right fucking torn on this. Yeah, I'm the same way because, like, you know, on the one hand, like, okay, you're working for Disney. You're working for the House of Mouse, right? This, this isn't the first time they've fired someone for stuff like this. And they've fired people for a lot less. Um, it's like... You kind of already know, like, the expectation of what that company is. And, yeah, like, yeah, if, if, think of if you have a business and one of your employees is saying stuff that makes your business look bad, you know, I get it. You don't want them associated with it, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. And, totally. and then, like, on the other hand, I look at this and I, like, have a hard time finding sympathy, too, because it's like you know reading up on it like it was like a few months ago that like john fucking favreau uh like was telling her like you you need to cool it down on this and you'll have your own star wars show because they were setting her up to have her own show and he was just like like cool it and you'll have a star wars show like and then she kept doing it and it's like well what did you expect well and that's the other thing too i feel like it would be different if she's like going up on twitter and it was like John Favreau is a fucking rapist and he's abusive yeah. and like like it would be like, again it would be a little bit different if she was like straight on calling out yeah. Lucasfilm and Favreau and Disney and like shit talking them but like these are just her personal beliefs so it's I don't know like again yeah. like, that's where I'm torn because it's like she's her own person so like if she wants to believe that the fucking election was rigged like that's well within her power to have her own beliefs and her own fucking opinions and that shouldn't necessarily mean like because then it kind of gets into that sketchy ground where it's like, well, if you don't believe and have the same thoughts and feelings towards stuff outside of the industry that we do, then you can't work for us. And that's where it, it's a slippery yeah. slope. So yeah, I get it. I understand it. I don't necessarily support it. But at the same time, I kind of, do, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't it's, know. I'm just like so fucking torn on this. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think I'm in the same place as you is like, I get I get Disney side of it. Like you gotta protect your image, right? Like you think of the contracts that like Marvel actors get where it's like, okay, like you've you've got to, you know, whip yourself in the shape like this and you've gotta spend so much of your time, you know, doing publicity and like going to hospitals and stuff, right? Like there's you know, this there's kind of these levels of stuff that is kind of expected of you when you get into bed with Disney on a high value property, right? So it's like I get get that, and like if you're investing so much into this actor and they they're making you look super bad, yeah. And then at the same time, it's like you said, you know, like just say the things you think and then get fired for it. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah, and it's it's a shame too because she was really good on that show, and I quite liked her on that show, and I was excited for a spinoff show. You know. So it's like, 
Yeah. And then like the interesting thing to come of this is like right after that <clears throat> and everyone's like, I get like the whole catalyst to all this, like she was saying some pretty offensive stuff, but to like the whole fucking thing about Nazis and, and the Jews, like that was definitely too fucking far. So I, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like when you start getting, you know, into the territory of like racist and shit like that, what surprised me is after all of this, she ends up signing a fucking deal with the daily wire a.k.a. Ben Shapiro, who's like okay. a famous political fucking talk commentator. Okay. And she signs a deal with the Daily Wire where they're going to let her develop and produce her own fucking movie. Which, to me, I, I get and I okay. don't get. Because, like, if you listen to Ben Shapiro, cause I like Ben Shapiro. He says a lot of shit I don't agree with, but he's an incredibly te- intelligent man and he's very well-spoken. And some of the stuff that he does talk about, particularly when he t- touches on, like, cancel culture and some other stuff like that some of his viewpoints i do understand and agree with but i want to make it clear like i'm not like everything ben shapiro is true that's not the case with me like there's a lot of shit i don't agree on with ben shapiro but i mean you can't hate on someone just because some of the stuff you disagree with right like i i can see the good in either but either which way he's a big person like who constantly talks about how ridiculous cancel culture is getting so i can understand this being a big moment for him to step in the spotlight and kind of be like hey we won't let them cancel you but then at the same breath like he's 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 jewish so like for him to partner with her after this like very offensive quote about or offensive viewpoint about nazis and the jewish people kind of took me by surprise yeah yeah i have no idea like i I recognize his name but i i can't say i've watched anything from him but that does seem a little weird. It was it was a little odd, yeah. Yeah, I mean this this whole kind of thing seems real fucking messy. It is, yeah, very very messy. The thing where it's like I I have so many conflicting views on this. Like a part of me goes like, why did you ruin something so good? Yeah, you, you know, like. Imagine if John Favreau walked up to Tyler a few months ago and said, "Hey, man, like, look, we get it. You're active on social media, but you just need to cool it, and I will personally give you your own Star Wars show." And then a few months later, you just decide, "Nah, fuck that. I'm going to burn the bridge with John Favreau." Like, yeah, what? doesn't doesn't seem like a smart gameplay. Oh, right. Like, it's like I I get standing up if you want to stand up for your views and like air them on social media. I, I don't have social media, so I. But, like, I get that part. But, like, the other part of me is, like, why the fuck would you burn a bridge with John fucking Favreau? That dude's, like, the king of Hollywood right now. Like, uh, yeah, there's so many fucking conflicting parts of this where it's, like, I get this part, I don't get this part. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There was someone, there was something else that I wanted to sidestep that was related to this whole issue, but now I can't remember what I was going to say. Hmm. Wasn't Johnny Depp, but it's someone else who's kind of going through something similar. Oh, um, Army Hammer. No, it wasn't Army Hammer either. I Although know. that whole cannibalism fucked up thing is all kinds of, I don't yeah. even know where to go with that. Uh, yeah. Cause that was the, the other one that I saw where I was just like, Oh man, Army Hammer seems to be getting run through and I have no idea what it's about. And I'm not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> No, it's a pretty wild fucking story. Oh, yeah. 
No, it wasn't him. I don't know. Maybe it'll come to me later. There was no. something that I was going to sidestep that was semi-related, and it just completely escaped me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, this one's... Yeah. I don't know. Like, a part of me is like, why are you getting into bed with Disney if you don't know that stuff like this happens if you do this stuff, right? Oh, it, now I know what it was. It was all about the DC stuff. DC stuff. Yeah, because you remember Buddy there filed a complaint, was speaking out against oh, yeah, yeah. DC because of fucking Joss Whedon and stuff like that. Oh, did, uh, some people from the Buffy show came forward, yeah, didn't they? People yeah, people were coming out in droves. So, Charisma yeah. Charisma Carpenter, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Michelle yeah. Trachtenberg. Like, yeah. it, and that's just from Buffy, and I've read some other stuff of people who've worked on him in other series, like yeah. Angel, too, but I tie that into Buffy. Yeah. But, like, it's becoming more and more apparent that, like... Just Sweden may be a kind of piece of shit. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. And, like, it all started with... Why can't I think of his name now? Oh, Ray Fisher. Yes. God, I'm so sorry. And that's uh, that's always the the catch side of all of this stuff too, right? Is like one person, you know, comes out and is making this case, and you you look at it, and it's like, okay, is there any merit to this? You know, because it's like, are we just going to believe this one person? You know, and then it gets to a point where it's like, okay, so many people have told us that it's almost impossible it didn't happen, right? You know, it's that whole, like, this many people can't be saying the same thing and it not be true. Yeah. Right? And so it's. And I think the real differentiating factor here for a lot of, like, you know, kind of like the Me Too esque movement kind of stuff is you have one person who finally speaks up, but then you get a lot of people who, like, you've never heard of that are like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, right? They're just trying to yeah. catch in on the spotlight and stuff like that. But in this case, it's like, no, like you have the likes of like Sarah Michelle Geller and Michelle Trachtenberg and, mm -hmm. and fucking the guy who played Spike. Like, yeah, you have these people stepping up and going, no, it's true. He was a fucking abusive dick bag. Yeah. And it's like, these aren't people who are just trying to ride the coattails. These are like established actors and stuff like that who have nothing yep. to gain from coming out and telling the truth. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, so it's just absolutely wild. And like, I don't know if you read uh any of charisma's like post social media postings and like the interviews and shit she did no but that poor fucking girl man like aside from the mental fucking abuse and stuff like that he was very like verbally abusive and she after buffy ended up she was one of the anchor characters when they did the spinoff for angel the angel series okay but she was only on there for two or three seasons and then she just kind of like was up and gone yep and like, I remember I used to watch that series too. And she left and I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, why is she just gone like that? Well, her side of the story is that she got fucking pregnant. And Joss Whedon said like, yeah, no dice. Like huh. basically told her, like, according to her, like, hey, get rid of the kid if you want to stay on the show. What? Yeah. And she was kind of like, yeah, no, I'm having this kid. Got pregnant. And then Josh Whedon fucking took her off the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which like if that turns out to be true, like he's a real you know cook. Yeah, I used to like look up to him because like he oh, had yeah. such an amazing body of work, like oh, so yeah, many shows sure. and films that I saw that were Joss Whedon. It was like you know one of the names you look to if Whedon was attached, you know it was going to be well, good. He did the first Avengers movie. Yeah, that changed. I, I, I would argue that is a pivotal moment in film history for sure. Avengers. You know, and it's it's that problem of it's really easy to look, especially as someone that is like a prominent figure that, you know, 
everyone likes their work, right? You know, it's like you said, people look up because it's like it's Joss Whedon. And, you know, that's the problem is like one person comes forward and it's like, oh, was that just a bad experience? You know, is there weight to this? You know, was that just, uh, you know, a perception thing? And then it's like, okay, all these people come in forward and then you're like, okay, maybe Joss Whedon's actually just kind of a terrible person. Yeah, that's what it's looking like more and more of is he's yeah. a terrible fucking person. Yeah. Just Holly, wild. Hollywood's a fucking a lawless wasteland. Yeah. People have to navigate like it's it's very easy to say like yeah, these people get paid a lot, so whatever, but man, all the politics and the horse shit that you gotta deal with. I don't know that I would want it for the money. Yeah, wild, wild, wild. Yep. Yeah. Moving on. So I don't know how to pronounce this girl's name. Florence Pooh? Florence Pugh. Pugh. She's uh, going to be in that Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of starting off a little bit of a career. And I just saw her in something else, but I can remember what it was. Yeah. She's, she's been in a few things. Yeah. And I remember like liking her in a few things. And uh looks like another Apple TV show that we can't fucking watch, which we've talked about before. Mm, yeah. But uh actually seems like a alright like kinda of robot like robot sentient vibe I got reading it. Like it almost kind of reminded me a little bit of oh shit, why can't I remember the name? With uh, Alicia Vikander is the robot. Why am I blanking on this? It's an Ex- amazing movie. Ex Machina. Yes, like it kind of like could have like those kind of vibes to it. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the the whole fucking tagline is she stars as a fucking sex robot that murders its billionaire owner. Yeah, and it's like. Mm-kay. Yeah, it's like. Face value is like th- that. Sounds like it could be terrible, right? You know. But at the same time, I was like, if you kind of went like a ex machina kind of route, where it's like maybe they're not like sentient, and then they are or something. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I just there was something to this where I was like, hmm. I'm I'm curious what this looks like. But yeah. Apple TV still making shows. Yeah, I'll probably never watch it. Yep. Pretty much. Huh. On to that, this is probably some of the most exciting news I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. Clone High is coming back. Oh my fucking Lanta. Yep. I can't I, even tell you how fucking excited I am. I remember watching this on like Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings? Or was or no, that was No, buddy. It was fucking Teletoon late at night. Come on. Right. Now. Right. It was Teletoon late at night and it was Clone High, the Oblongs, Undergrads, right. Right. Mission Hill. That's right. That's right. That's right. All of those were amazing shows, and I really hope that this is the catalyst event that brings all of them back. Because, interestingly enough, 
I actually own the complete season of Mission Hill, Clone High, Oblongs, and Undergrads on DVD because I loved those shows so fucking much, and they were part of the Cursed Four, where all four of those shows only got like a one series fucking run, and then they got fucking dinged. That's right. That's right. So I actually heard this, like, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, if it was just something I happened to have been reading a while ago. But at one point, the guy who did undergrads was trying to, he signed a deal with undergrads after the first season with MTV. And then MTV kind of like screwed him on the rights, basically. Right. Where like he sold the rights to them to do another season. Or I think that's where it originally came from was MTV, but we didn't have MTV in Canada back then. So aired on Teletoon. But signed a deal with MTV and then MTV kind of fucked him with the rights and then decided they didn't want to do it anymore, but they wouldn't give the rights back to him. So then he tried to come up with a bunch of money to buy the rights back and MTV refused to sell him back the rights in case they ever wanted to do something again. And it was just this whole like legal messed up fuck show. And the last thing I remember is he was still trying to, that he got the right, that he raised enough money to buy the rights back, but then was in the process of trying to crowdfund to actually get the money to film it. Oh. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, it was it was super fucking Yeah, he was trying to do a movie. Okay. Still is, it looks like. Hmm. Yeah, he's trying to do undergrads the movie hmm. that you can support on uh Kickstarter. Yeah, this is cool. And I think um they have Phil Lord and Chris Miller heading this, which I think is the smart thing because they this is kind of their jam, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, you know, thinking, uh, what was it last week? Um, HBO, another HBO cartoon. It seems like HBO Max is going to maybe, yeah, have, the, have a bunch of cartoons. The Game of Thrones animated series. They, that's right. Yep. That's like, are they quietly going to start building up kind of like adult cartoons, right? Oh, I, 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 if this is the kind of stuff, then I hope so. Like I, yep. like Oblongs was funny, but I don't care if that ever comes back. But my God, do I ever want like Clone High for sure. Clone, Clone High was, High was, was the only, the, uh, Clone High was the only one I watched. Really? Undergrads, I would rank higher than Clone High. I'd have I to want s- more undergrads. It's been so long, I would have to see something from undergrads to go like, oh, okay, no, I actually do remember that. But oh, so it, was, it was so fucking good for its time. So now that they got Clone High, I'm hoping that the buddy, that dude who's like crowdfunding right now for an undergrads movie, somehow can parlay this into a fucking HBO deal. And I hope they bring undergrads back. And I really hope they bring Mission Hill back. Yeah, it, it would be super cool for HBO to kind of like revive a bunch of these like cult classic kind of adult cartoons right and like quietly build up you know like their version of like you, know, you think some networks have like family guy or whatever right you know they can build up a nice little thing like that mm-hmm. yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah <laughs> we're getting clone high again. I'm, so, I'm so fucking pumped did you ever think that would happen no exactly never. Right? You know, like, it's, like, crazy. And they... They're also doing a Velma fucking cartoon. Meh. Which... 
Yeah, it's weird because they specifically say an, an adult animated comedy telling Belma's origin story, which, like, you think Scooby-Doo, you think, like, family-friendly. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that they made that distinction. I don't think that was the only, that was the two that jumped out. The other ones I don't care about. Yeah, no, I browsed that list. Nothing really tagged me. I'm just so amped on Clone High. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what else I'm fucking amped on in, like, some of the greatest Hollywood news ever? Hmm. Chappelle's got the Chappelle show rights again. Man, that guy. Oh, and he, that got guy. A, he got a handful of cash along with it. Uh, they gave him a bunch of back pay. And then he went to Netflix. And he said, I'm giving you the blessing for these rights. Well, and, it was already on Netflix. And Netflix yeah. canceled it, right? So... Yeah. This is a smart move on uh, Comedy Central's part, though, because yeah. for him to say, like, hey, they ain't fucking paying me anything, and, like, this is my <clears throat> goddamn show. Yep. And, like, it wasn't just Netflix, either. It was it Netflix, was and, yeah, everyone stopped streaming it. Yep. So if they're not streaming it, Comedy Central's making no money. Yep. And with everyone supporting Chappelle on this, they yep. have this massive fucking hit of a show that they can't turn a single fucking dollar on, thanks to him. So like this, like there was no play other than to fucking nope. give him a bunch of money and give him the rights back yep. in order for them to start turning a fucking profit again. Otherwise they just have it sitting there doing nothing. It's like, all right, well yep. pay him out and at least we can still make some money off of this. Obviously not the same amount of money, but yep. can you think of a time like recently or even in the last like while of an actor who had or like comedian that has had this much of a sway in Hollywood to literally just like get someone to hand the rights back over and a fucking bunch of back pay and convince every streaming platform that had the show to stop streaming it overnight. Nope. Who like it is insane. The amount of clout that guy has. Yeah, man, he's a fucking, he's a fucking legend. Yeah. It doesn't get any bigger than Chappelle, man. No, like it's like when you just like look at that and then you look at the outcome and it's like it is the best outcome, right? You know, it's just like crazy. So does this mean we'll get new Chappelle show? I doubt it. I honestly, I doubt it. Yeah, I know, you don't think so? No, because he goes on Rogan show like periodically oh, but okay. like him and rogan are friends and they just recently finished doing a bunch of like stand-up shows together in texas okay and like i can't remember what episode but like he, someone he had on the podcast was they were talking about Chappelle and about the Chappelle show and rogan was talking about like how Chappelle's the only man in the world that would had that kind of pull to be able to make that happen yep but then they kind of talked about the Chappelle show and rogan was kind of like i don't think so man like Based on my conversations with him, like, I don't see him doing it again because it was so draining. Right. Right. Like, that's what caused, like, there's a bunch of different things, but that's kind of like his whole fleeting the country and going to Africa to find himself and shit. Like, yeah, it was just fucking absolutely drained. I mean, maybe in a couple years down the road, if Comedy Central or not Comedy Central, if Netflix or Amazon or any of these companies were to be like, look, man. There's a boatload of money. We want to bring the Chappelle show back. You have complete and total creative control. You decide how much money you need. You decide how many episodes you want to do. And you ultimately can decide when you want to end the show or I keep it going. Right. If they give it the 
I think basically be, like the golden Game of Thrones offer that those yeah. fucking douchebags got. We're like, hey, this is all up to you. Yeah. You want to make them? We'll put them out and we'll pay you for them. You want to yeah. stop? That's fine fucking too. Like it would take something like that. Where yeah. I think you're right. I think that's the only way the Chappelle show comes back is yeah. they kind of like go like, hey, you can make it at your own pace. Here's your checkbook. Start it here. End it here. We don't care. If yeah. you want to make it, do it however you want and do it. Uh, take however long you want, right? Yeah, there'll be no deadlines. There'll be no fucking minimum series orders. Like yep. this is, it's absolutely up to you. And yep. I, that's about the only way I, I think you can get him to do it. Yeah. yeah and even sense. then, I don't know. He definitely strikes me as the kind of person who's like, well, I did this. I can say I've done it. So I'm moving on and I'm not yep. the kind who goes back. So like, yep. even if he had an offer like that, where everything was within his control and his power, he still might say no. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if he's not interested in it, then he's not going to do it. Right. Yeah, which is a shame because like that's that's a piece of like comedy history. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's insane. Like the amount of pull that guy has. Like it was just crazy, fascinating to just see everyone just kind of like, all right, okay, we'll do this, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, fuck. But it like it's awesome. Like this is the outcome that should have happened, right? You know, you hear hear about how we kind of got it real dirty from them you know and it's like this is this is awesome he got the rights back he got the back pay he's able to just kind of throw that chapter not throw that chapter of his life away but like kind of put a seal on it right so yeah yeah this is cool it's awesome so another exciting news face off remake they got a director they shouldn't remake Face Off. It is an amazing movie on its own. Okay, I I agree, and w- I remember we talked about this at one point that there was the potential for a Face Off remake. Yeah, and at that point, I was of the firm belief that if they're going to redo Face or Face Off, it, it only works if it's Nick Cage and John Travolta. Again. Yes, yes, that is okay. the only way I support this. Right. So scrolling down. So scrolling Wait. down. Do they have them? Well, I don't know yet. So that's the thing is the guy who's behind this, he straight up says the only way that, or maybe this is the article or the person reading the article. I thought it was part of the quote, so I could be wrong. But in this article, they go on to say the only way this works is if Travolta and Cage come back, but reverse things where Travolta is the terrorist and Cage is the FBI agent and they swap. Oh, I think. But I think that's just the article writer. Uh, yeah. I got excited and I thought that was part of an interview with the guy who's going to direct it. Yeah. I so I, could, right. I, I think I just misread that. But yeah. Fuck. That would be so sweet. Oh, that would be that would be the only acceptable uh, remake of Face Off is like reversing the roles and recasting them. You know, like, yeah. Well, And here's the thing is like, honestly, I don't think it would be that far of a stretch to convince Nicolas Cage to do that. Oh, I think I, the only thing that would hold this up from that becoming a reality is Travolta. Yeah. And Nick Cage, I bet, would do this in a fucking heartbeat. Like, that could all pretty much do anything. But, like, if you get him back in face off, yeah, I bet he does that. Absolutely. So uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, like, obviously it's happening. So I'm just dying to hear reports of, like, who's actually doing who and if they yeah. can actually get them back. Yeah. Yeah. That would be. That'd be fucking amazing if they got them back. And it was just like, instead of the surgery phases, maybe it's like some weird fucking deep fake shit, you know? 
mm-hmm. breathe some like breathe 2020 into it and it's some weird John Travolta fucking deep bake on Nicolas Cage that doesn't quite work right. There's some stuff you can do there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious uh, how this progresses. Me I too. I think the only way I watch it is with, if, if they bring those two people back. And I'm going to, and like weirder things have happened when movies have come yeah. back. So I'm just going to secretly, uh, yeah. secretly hope. Yep. Fair enough. I'll do the same. And then in news that I am super torn on, Donald Clover and Phoebe Walter-Bridge are going to be rebooting Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I am going to put my support behind it just because absolutely everything that Donald Glover has touched has been fucking outstanding in my opinion. This is true. So, like, that dude is so fucking creative in all aspects. He's an amazing writer, producer, director. He's a fucking full-fledged singer-songwriter, rapper. He's won pretty much every award you can think of from fucking Grammys to, like, fucking... Acting yeah. awards, like the like the dude is just—he's a freaking nature. Yes, everything he does, he does so well, and he yeah. gives it his all, and everything he does comes out just remarkable. Yep. But he's also incredibly fucking selective about everything. He's because he's so good at everything, and because he's so creative, and has just talent coming out of like every part of his fucking body. The guy doesn't just jump on fucking roles where he's like, "Oh, that might be cool." Like, yeah, that's he true. has to be genuinely invested. And he needs to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like if he signed on yeah. to fucking act in and executive produce a Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV series, there's something to it. Yeah. Because he's not, true. he's not signing on for a fucking paycheck. That's no. for sure. Yeah, that is true. And he's yeah. not signing on because he's got nothing else on the go. Like the guy is still crazy fucking busy. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I think I'm more torn just because I that original one with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Like, I just there's something about it that I just it's it's like a classic to me. Like, I fucking love that movie. But I think it's just the thought of like remaking it. But but yeah, when you involve him, like Donald Glover, like yeah, it, there's going to be something to it, of course, because like you said, he just doesn't sign on to shit just for the hell of it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I have no doubt it'll be good. But it's just like, yeah. Well, and it's not the first time they've they've acted together, right? Because she was yep. in Solo, so right. Yep. So they already have some kind of working relationship. So like, I, like, and and if if Donald Donald Glover puts his name on something, I have nothing but the utmost confidence that it's going to be legit. Yeah, that is true. Like he's kind of got that reputation now, where like, if he's doing something, it's going to be good, right? Although I will say the exception is Solo. That movie was not good. That's my only complaint. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. To each their own. But yeah. Yeah, I'm so. curious. And this is uh, Amazon Prime. Too. Yeah, so. which makes me even more excited. Yeah, which means they're going to actually get some money for it and stuff like that. So, yeah. And then I guess it's time to end on a sad note. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine ending with its with season eight. It'll be its last fucking season, <coughs> and only ten episodes. Yeah, yeah that's that's the real fucking kicker to me. 
I figured I honestly, with everything that's going on, especially with like the pandemic and the whole defund the police movement and stuff, and they were already talking about how they were going to redo this upcoming season. Right. I, I figured that the talk, the clock was ticking for this show before yeah. it came to an end. But what absolutely crushes me is when they get a final season and they shorten the episode length. Like, like I would watch a new season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine every year if it was 21 yeah. episodes every fucking year. So to yeah. hear that this is the final one and it's only going to get 10, it's, that's really... It's even more depressing than the fact that it's ending to me. Yeah. I, I guess the nice part too, though, is at least they know... Like, at least they didn't just get canceled, right? Like, at, yeah. least they, at least they know, okay, here's your 10 episodes and then you're done. So at least they can write it and end it, you know, knowing what they have, right? You know, so that's the nice part about it is, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, no, you're not coming back, right? Like, typical network is, like, sometimes you just find out you're not coming back. You yeah, know? at least they're not getting the fucking Ray Donovan treatment here. Oh, God, Ray Donovan got it fucking dirty. Yeah. yeah, very upsetting, but yeah, 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 hell of a show, amazing. One of my favorite comedies. This, they, like, it's like if it isn't there already, it, it, there's no doubt in my mind that it'll end up on that like massive cult following to the likes that like The Office and Parks and Recs get. Oh, I think, I think for sure, because it's like the same vein as that, right? The kind of like camera people talking to camera stuff, right? Like, it's well, a little different. They don't actually yeah. have like fucking fourth wall breaking camera no, dressing, no, no, no. but but you know, kind of the similar style show, right? Where it's like, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I think you know when you think of those kind of cult following shows, you know, it'll be you know The Office, Parks and Rec, and I think Brooklyn Nine Nine ends up being being there, right? So, For sure. Yeah, like sad that it's ending, but at least they're getting. They're able to plan for it and do that, and I mean, we got more seasons out of this show than we were originally going to, right? Because when it got fucking sold off and then repicked back up, right? You know, like for a while there, it seemed like it was just dead in the water. Yeah. So at least we got, you know, a few more seasons, right? That's at true M at NBC, right? So, yeah, very true. But I do want more. I wish it went on longer. Me too. Yeah. I think that's all the news we got. I believe so too. I didn't watch too much this week. Well, I, I finished The Stand, but I want to wait and talk with you about that when you do watch it. It's at but, the top of my of my list now. Yeah. Um, But I did check out Clarice, so that uh, based on the Silence of the Lamb, like Jodie Foster's character. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I went in with no expectations and was still disappointed. Oh uh, really? I I ended up seeing a few like, you know, short thirty second teaser things yep. for it somewhere yep. at some point, and yeah, I was like, oh, that doesn't look appealing. Yeah, and it's like, I was curious. Um, like kind of hoping it would like kind of have some shout outs to Hannibal or something with that um so the way the Hannibal rights worked and I did this while googling uh while I was watching the show they can't even mention his name in that show so he what? Would, yeah so because of the weird Hannibal rights um he can't even be mentioned 
and so they don't they just say that she went and because it takes place after the movie um so they just mentioned that uh she went and talked to someone in jail while trying to catch like buffalo bill uh, but they don't say anything they just say you went and talked to a criminal so that that was super weird so they can't even mention him um so that immediately like was like oh i i'm suddenly not all that interested in this show but i'll finish the pilot and oh man that is the most basic by the book fucking cop drama i've seen in a while that is just sloppy in a bunch of ways it's yeah it's not good it's not good well that's extremely disappointing uh, yeah and it's like there's because they try to be like this serious detective show and because like a big part of her character is like dealing with ptsd of like getting fucked up by buffalo bill and like seeing all the victims of him right mm-hmm. so they play into this whole like she's fighting ptsd and like seeing stuff out in the field working on cases and like when they started doing that i was like okay this is there's something to that you know like it was done all right and then they just do the most basic bitch by the book procedural cop drama that is just like oh we found these three clues in 32 fucking seconds and explain it this way because i know this random fact and then they're on the trail of a supposed serial killer in the first episode that turns out to be a hitman from a corporation and it's not really a serial killer so they do the bait and switch and then they end the episode with the killer being caught it's like yeah not good wow it's not good i was expecting like something more than what it was but like the how because if you're gonna like play off the hannibal stuff like you should there's a clout with that right yeah like you, you would think like if you're gonna do that you need to have some some quality and maybe it picks up later on i i don't know because i'm not gonna find out but but it was just surprising how quick they went back to just like here is like uh, the most basic procedural cop show on network tv that we're gonna do and completely bypass the series tone that we were kind of getting somewhere with but then they just kind of toss it out the window by just doing the most basic stuff uh, yeah wowzers that's, yeah that's my thoughts on Clarice, which is it is no longer scheduled on the ppr anymore and maybe uh pass on it and go back and watch that hannibal tv show with yeah. uh oh i can't remember his name yeah. Mads Malkinson? Uh, yes. Go go back and rewatch that. Um, but maybe skip Clarice. Yeah, well, it wasn't high on my priority list, and it was like, mm, I probably won't get to watch this, but now I definitely will not watch it. Yeah, and it was like, I'd seen, I think the same as you, like a couple of teasers, and like it kind of had a little bit of a darker tone. So it's like, okay, like if you're going to maybe kind of do like a seriousness, like kind of true detective-y, that kind of thing. I might be on board with one of those and then it's just yeah 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 that's that's my Clarice thoughts two thumbs down brutal yeah you watch some true crime docs 
Yeah, been right on that kick because that's like it's the fiance and I have very different tastes in movies. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that we both seem to be really into is like crime docs. Okay. So I started watching Hotel Cecil. I only got the first two or three episodes in, I but saw... it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw like the teaser on Netflix the other day and was like, huh, that looks all right. Well, it, it roped me in because once upon a time, like I I came across it on a YouTube channel or Reddit or something where it was like the last moments, like eerie last moments of, oh, of yeah, people yeah. before they were like, you know, went missing or found or were found dead or whatever. Yeah. And one of them was this, this girl who was in a hotel and she was like running around the hotel and she was in the elevator and she was like poking her head out. Like she was being chased by someone. And she was like hiding in around the corner in the elevator. And like, it was just incredibly fucking eerie. And it was like, okay, like there's some kind of like invisible demon after this person. Well, that's that's also the uh, American Horror Story Hotel. It's based on that hotel. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, Yes, I think so. I think it's like loosely based on that place. Yeah. But yeah, so I remember seeing that in this chick and like, being interested and I remember looking into it and it was like a case of a girl who just kind of like they don't really know what happened and then down like she disappeared from this hotel and that was the last footage they had of her in this hotel and then she just kind of disappeared and then a week later they found her body in the water storage tanks on the roof of the hotel oh okay that sounds familiar I might have watched a YouTube video like similar to that Mm -hmm. that sounds right I remember reading about this years ago and thinking that was fascinating, but not really having any more information on it. And then lo and behold on my Netflix pops up hotel Cecil. And that's kind of what they talk about. Like they talk a little bit more about like the hotel itself, but like that's the, the primary focus of that uh, series. And it's just wild. Like I said, like I'm only a couple episodes in, but like they're taught like this hotel, like so like the history of this hotel is so fucked up. Like, yeah, it was built to be like a prominent luxury hotel. And then it ended up being like low income hotels where you could like be a tenant and like rent a room for like a month at a time. And if you wanted a different room, you could rent them at like eight or nine bucks a month. And it actually like, there's so many murders in this hotel and a bunch of suicides in this hotel. And it's where like people would go and bring their hookers or go to like rent a room so they could, you know, do heroin in peace and, it was home to like a bunch of like infamous serial killers would spend a lot of time there. Like IE the night stalker used to be at that hotel a lot. Yep. So like, it's just got like a colored fucking history. And then yep. this case with this girl who turned out actually is Canadian from Vancouver. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So like just wild. So like, it's truly interesting. If you like, if you like that crime, crime yep. drama, fucking docu stuff, like it's just, the whole thing is incredibly fascinating. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been meaning to check it out. Um, just because I saw it and I was like, oh, that's uh, that looks familiar. And I was like, oh, right, that's what that season of American Horror Story is based on, kind of. And then I was like, yeah, okay, I'll add this to the list um, when I, whenever I need a true crime fix. Mm-hmm. So. so good so far. I have to finish it out. But so far, it's like it's just very fascinating. So it's, it's yeah. got my attention. Yeah. And then the last thing I watched was we just recently watched The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Okay. How was that one? It was good. It wasn't like true, true, true crime drama as, as like some of the other ones where it's like mystery and suspense and stuff. Like it's basically a docuseries about Aaron Hernandez, who was a, an NFL player who, um, basically like killed two people. Yep. 
And like, I don't know, it, it was interesting because I, I think it brings more light and more attention to that, um, that like brain disease that they yeah. find a lot of people who have head, head trauma get the CT or whatever. Yeah. CTS, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what he had. Right. So yeah. he, it kind of shows him from like the early days when he was like young and, you know, was the kind of guy that like was nice to everyone. And if, you know, if he saw other people being bullied, he would step in and stop it. Like just an all around great guy and an all-star of a player. And then he ends up playing for the new England Patriots. And then just like over the years of football and the head trauma gets CTS, but like it's not diagnosed officially or anything like that. So he ends up kind of like snapping and he ends up killing two people and then ends up in jail. And end of the story is he ends up hanging himself in jail. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a, just a a terrible, terrible tragedy. And yeah, hopefully brings like much more attention to like, though, I mean, it obviously has a little bit already. Like that's why the NFL now has that concussion protocol in place. Right. Is this, not this particular where someone like kind of like snaps and murders people, but like the, the after effects of like repeated head trauma from like football and those kind of sports have long lasting effects and can go really bad. Like it's very reminiscent of, I don't know if you remember Chris Benoit. He was a WWE or WWF oh, wrestler. Right. Yes. Originally from Edmonton, if I if I remember right. correctly. But same thing through all the years of wrestling and the head trauma developed CTS. And he ended up snapping years ago and he killed his whole family and then hung himself using gym equipment in his home. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, CTS is it does it all. Like it's it's a fucked up disease. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever watch um, that Will Smith movie where they do the story of that. Yes. Yes. I, I remember that movie actually showing like, a, like, of course it was a movie and not a documentary, but I thought they did a good job of like showing how like just fucked up you can get, you know, with that disease. Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah, totally wild. And like the other interesting thing that came out of this, which I didn't realize was like, there was some kind of law or, or statute within the law that basically like if you murdered someone, but then like that murderer died, passed away, whether they were killed or killed themselves or whatever, then that person, because they're dead, can't be like officially charged with that crime because they're dead. Right. No, but because of this, this was a case where like the, the family of one of the people who got murdered by this guy, like went to court and appealed and actually got the law changed. So like, initially after he hung himself in jail they're like hey well he's dead so we can't charge him with a crime so like even though he's dead it was like not official that he officially you know was charged and whatnot for murdering these people and she got the law the mother i think got the law changed so it's like oh yeah no like even though he's dead it's officially on record that you know he was convicted of killing two people right that's good for like closure wise like that's yeah that's kind of a nice conclusion to that story Mm-hmm. I think is like actually resulting in some change, right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was it was all right. Like it I'm, wasn't my favorite of yeah. all the ones that I've seen, but it was interesting in in and of itself. Yeah, I've always seen it. Like when I browse Netflix, and it's just like I've always been meaning to check it out, but I was like, eh, this seems like one that like maybe I'll throw on one day when I have nothing, kind of thing, right? Yeah, and it honestly wasn't my pick. It was the, the fiance started watching it, and I was like, okay, and then I started watching it, and that's yep. kind of how it's not something that I sought out. Like I saw it on Netflix too, and kind of passed over it time and time again. But yep, fair enough. 
Yeah, that's really all I managed to get in this week. Yeah, that's all I got other than like I said I finished the stand and all I'll say is that that's it's a pretty good show. It's not like it's not the caliber of like um The Outsider. Mm-hmm. And like eleven twenty two sixty three, like I don't think it's as good as those, but it is still very good. Um and the story of the stand is kind of weird, but yeah, I mean it it's the stand. Um but yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. And we'll talk about that more whenever you watch it. But yeah. Other than well, that. Like I said, I will uh I will fast track that to the top of my um my movie list. Yeah. Fair enough. That's all I got. All right, well then I guess we'll end on that note. Well later. Later. <laughs>